0: Yeah, so I'm really excited. I'm going to have Tyler come up. He's going to bring just an awesome word for all of you guys today to, to build you up, to encourage you, to, to help you to step more and more and more close and in love with God. Yeah, if anything, today you're going to walk away in love with God. Yes. So Tyler, come on up here. Yay, <laughs> Yay God. I just love Jesus. I really do. <laughs> He's a good God. Do you guys like my preaching shirt, my my lion shirt? I uh, prophetically wore it today because we're gonna roar like a lion. <laughs> oh man! So, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Tyler Richland. I'm from Vermont in the United States. Um, it's a beautiful state. I think it's the best state still. I've gotten to travel all around the United States. It's still the best state in my heart. I just love it. And, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to be here. Um, Pastor Almo and Pastor Luke have had actually a huge impact in my life, specifically last year. Um, they just really ministered to me in a special way. Um, and God really uh, moved in my life. And um, it's just an honor to just be here and speak because they're just such great leaders. And for them to give me the pulpit and, and share my heart, Um, is just an honor to me. Um, I don't take sharing um, lightly because I have a responsibility to give the word of God to you. And you all are saints. You all are sons and daughters of God. And there's this conviction in my heart that says that I better preach truth. (laughs) I better preach the right thing. And and that's my heart today is to just speak on love, to speak truth and and to speak the word because if we don't know truth, we don't know truth and if we don't know truth, and truth is what sets us free, we'll be saved, but we'll be locked in a prison. And it'd be such a shame to live a life like that. See, Jesus paid the highest price. He paid the highest price to, get, to set us free, to take us out of, a, um, of slaves of, of sin and bring us into slaves of righteousness. See, I think we can actually live our whole lives on, 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 you know, branches, but because if we don't know the root of, of, of the gospel, then we'll always be uncertain, there'll be confusion. If we're not rooted in the truth of the gospel, in his love, then we'll always question when something bad happens. Love is such a powerful thing, and that's something that I'm going to talk about today is, is the love of God. See, the purity of love is the cross. That's the definition of love. For we know love by this, that he laid down his life for us. He demonstrated, God the Father demonstrated his love for us by this, that while we were still sinners, while we were still sinners, he sent his son to die on a cross for us. And he gave us the greatest privilege. I love this. Oh, man, I get happy when I talk about this, okay? Are we good? Are we doing good this morning? I love it because five or six years ago, almost six years ago now, I wanted nothing to do with God. I didn't know what love was in life. I had no idea what love really meant. Because I grew up in a family that there was just so much destruction. I grew up in a church family, but I was like, you know, it just didn't show. There's many things that happened to me as a child that just really broke me, um, and I really didn't know love. And, and I grew up questioning what love really was. And I was like, man, God, you know? And, and so what ended up happening was it led me in a life of trying to just obtain love, like anything, you know? Words of affirmation, when someone would just speak to me and, like, tell me how amazing I was, I'd, I'd feel loved, you know? I'd be like, wow, yeah, all right, cool. You know but I still didn't know what love was I would still question why because I didn't know the truth of the gospel I didn't know the real love of God see I think that we can actually experience what we think is love in many different ways where someone encourages us and then we feel loved when God moves and he provides provides for us we feel loved but I like to challenge your thinking and say is that the root of love God has done something in my heart he's shown me something in Scripture that when Jesus went to the cross he went to the cross for me see it's love is revealed through the cross so if we don't get our love through the cross then we'll always question when God isn't coming through so God provides and we're like oh God loves us yes thank you God we love you thank you Jesus but what happens the next time for some reason you can't pay a bill all of a sudden the love that God has for you would be questioned. Right. Yeah. Because you don't really know the love that He actually has for us. Heaven went bankrupt. Yeah. Come on. Hey. Heaven went bankrupt to get us back. See, I, something that, that really stirs in my heart is when I hear people say, man, we're just not worthy. We're not worthy of God's love. I'm like, man... My Bible says that the worth of our life is Christ Jesus. How can we say we're not worthy when Jesus came and died on a cross? Like, man. Jesus was perfect. He was perfect. He's God. God came to earth as a man. He was like a baby. He, you know, he pooped and peed, you know, it's like, and like his mom had to clean him up, you know what I mean? And, and he was a real human being. And he was God that created the whole universe. He lived a perfect life. Sinless life. And he was the one that chose to just take on all of the sin of the world and go to the cross for us. See, the highest of the highest became the lowest of the lowest. That's what love is. For we know love by this, that he laid his life down for us, and we also ought to lay our lives down for the brethren. See, when we want to know what love is, we look at Jesus. Give me a second, I need some water. We were were talking in the car this morning. And Levi was just sharing on communion um, and how uh, he's just like really into communion and just loves it. And what's so funny is I was actually kind of planning, it was just staring in my heart to talk about a little bit of communion too um, today because that's something I pretty much take communion every day because Jesus says that e- eat this and drink this in remembrance of me. Why did he say that? So that we wouldn't forget what he did on the cross. Because he knew that the root of love is the cross. So that every time we take communion, we understand that when we take his blood, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. He abides in me and I in him. Everyone turn to Colossians 1. Everybody turn to your neighbor and say, truth. Turn to your other neighbor and say, truth sets you free. Colossians 1, verse 13. He has delivered us from the power. Actually, we're going to go in 12. Or no, we're going to go to 11. Oh my gosh, this whole chapter. I'm like, where do I start, God? This thing is so good. Okay, we're going to go to 9. We're going to go to nine. We can't, we can't skip. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Remember, that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, According to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the powers of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his Son and his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. Go to verse 21. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. See, when we take the bread, we take it as his flesh. And so what happens is he he reconciles us through the body of his flesh to present us holy, blameless, and above reproach. So when we take it, and he who eats his flesh and drinks his blood abides in me and I in him. What was he saying? He was saying, when you eat my flesh, it's like you're going to the cross with me. You abide in me. The whole representation of communion is to represent the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. See, the Christian life is understanding this, this very thing. That we're dead because of the cross, now we're alive. See, the death of Jesus is the death of us. The resurrection of Jesus is the resurrection of us. It says in Romans 6 that just um, as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we also must walk in newness of life. We also must walk in newness of life. I don't know if you guys are getting this. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. This, I'm like, my heart is like, come on. We walk in just as he was raised from the dead. We also ought to walk in newness of life. See, we're just as new as Jesus Christ because he is our identity. He who knew no sin became sin, so we may become the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Turn to Romans 5. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're going somewhere. It says in in Matthew 4, that man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is so important that we get in this word. We know what Christ says, because it says in James that to not just be hearers of the word. See, I'm giving a word. And all, all of us have a choice today to hear it. And we all have a choice to do it says that be hearers of the word, and, or, be hearers of the, or don't be just hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. For those um, who don't do the word, pretty much, I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit, um, are like a man who goes into a mirror and looks at himself, observes himself, walks away, and completely forgets who he was. See, God speaks a lot. He's written a whole Bible for us. He's given us many prophetic words, and if you haven't gotten a prophetic word in your life, at the end of the day today, we will give you one. God is always speaking, always. Man should not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. See, it says that the just shall live by faith. How do we obtain faith? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing Hearing what? The word of God. When God speaks to us, we have an opportunity We have a responsibility to remember what he's spoken to us. See, God the Father spoke to us through the word. His Son, Jesus Christ. We can never forget what he's done. It says that all scripture was God-breathed. God-breathed through man. that means that every time we read this word, it's God speaking to us personally. So we can't afford to live this Christian life just on our own without intimacy with God, hearing what he has to say about us. God spoke to me one time. Oh, man, I love this. This completely changed my life. He said, Tyler, he's like, you'll never know who you are until you know who I am because I created you in the image of me. we become ambassadors of Christ. We become the righteousness of Christ, the representation. But if we don't know this, there's no way that we can mirror that. Okay. (laughs) All right, yes, someone is hearing it. Okay, thank you. I'm like, I don't know if they're getting it. I'm like... (laughs) like I think I'm preaching good (laughs) oh man God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners Christ died for us Romans 5 verse 17 actually before we go there I just want to hit on something really quick Matthew 4, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. When Adam was in the garden in Genesis, God speaks to him. He says, don't eat from this tree, for surely you'll die. So he, he speaks to Adam. And in my opinion, I believe that Adam did correlate this with Eve and that she did know about the tree. The serpent comes in the garden and comes up to Eve And Eve's looking at the tree. And the devil tempts her to take a bite of the tree. And she just responds and says, well, I'll die. If I eat from this tree, I'll die. The devil comes, or the serpent comes, and says, surely you'll not die. What does she do? Or what does he do? Questions the word that God gave her. What does she do? <sighs> Bites down. Why? Because she had forgotten what God had said. Right. Yeah. She didn't stand on the word. Matthew 4. man, The devil comes. Or no, we'll go, we'll go to uh, Matthew 3. Matthew 3. God the Father. Jesus is coming out of the water after being baptized. And God the Father speaks to him and says, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved Son. Son. God speaks this to Jesus. Jesus gets led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights to fast. After the devil comes, what does he do? Questions Jesus. If you are the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. He wasn't tempting Jesus with food. He was tempting Jesus by the word that God had given him. He was seeing, will he stand on the word? He says, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The devil comes back and hits him with some other Bible scriptures. I don't know them off the top of my head, but what does he do? The, the, the devil comes and he speaks the truth to him. He speaks the word that God had already spoken. But who knows that the devil can speak truth, but he can't speak in truth. There's a difference, and that's why it's so important that we abide in Him. Because it's His Word going forth and giving us grace to be able to do what we can't do. It's enabling us to live a life that we couldn't live before, but because of the cross and what Jesus had done, He spoke with His Son, and now all of a sudden we can do what we couldn't do. So what does He do? He stands on the Word that God had given Him. He was in the Father, and the Father was in Him. And he rested in him. Listen, if we don't know truth, and we don't know truth intimately with God and what he has spoken to us, when the devil comes with a twisted truth, he goes half lie, half truth, he balls it up and throws it at us. And when it hits us, if we don't know truth, and and we're not standing in God, we're in big trouble. Because then we'll question everything. Romans 5.17 For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. It says in Hebrews 9, Are you guys getting this? You're following me? Okay. We're going somewhere. I'm just going to read a bunch of scripture in Hebrews 9, verse 6. Now, when these things had been thus prepared, the priests always went into the first part of the tabernacle, performing the services, but into the second part, the high priest went alone once a year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the people's sin committed in ignorance. The Holy Spirit indicating this, that the way into the holies, or the holiest of all, was not yet made manifest while the first tabernacle was still standing. And it goes on, talking about, you know, you need a high priest to go enter in, and, you know, you need blood to cover you, right? So we, we have this or we, before Jesus, couldn't go into the holies of holies, right? We always needed, we're always in works. The law always just revealed the works that we needed to do to become righteous, This is all connected with love. The cross is love. Follow me. See it connect. But when Jesus came, it says that Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. See, when we take the cup of his blood and we, and we drink it, we're saying, Jesus is covering our life. And never again do we have to do a single thing to enter into the holies of holies. See, Jesus Christ has given us an opportunity to enter into the very place that the prophets and, and all the people in the Old Testament longed to be in. They longed to be in it. And Christ came with his blood and he shed it all over us once for all. See, this is what a lot of us are doing still. We're still taking our calves, and we're coming to God and saying, God, here's my sacrifice. This is what I'm doing so that I can be made holy and righteous. But it says in Romans that the more that we work, it's counted as debt. See, there's nothing that you can do to gain holiness and righteousness except believe what Christ has done for you. See, that's the root of the gospel, is, sent, is seeing that what Christ did for you on the cross is His love. Yeah. He, re- he showed His love and reconciled us back to the Father. That's how much He loved us. And if the love if we don't retain love and receive love from that place, we'll always be confused and uncertain of the true love of God. And then we'll need man's affirmation We'll need to succeed in our business. Trust me, I believe in succeeding in just prosperity and all of that because that's the gospel. He died a hefty price for us to prosper. Mind, soul, body, spirit, the natural. Once for all, now we enter in by his blood to the holies of holy. Once for all. His presence is so good. I've heard people say, they're like, it's not about his presence. I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? He died and shed his blood upon us to enter into the holies of holies, the presence, the very abiding presence in that tabernacle. He made us a temple so that his presence could enter into us. His presence is where he's present. And his presence is living inside of every single person. Thank you, Jesus. I want, yeah, come on. Yeah. Can I have the worship team just come up? I feel, I feel like there's people in here that might have not ever, like, heard the depth of his love, and there's still confusion and uncertainty in what his true love is, and something's happening inside of you, and you're like, man, I don't think I've ever heard anything like this. I don't know if I know his love. Man, when things start going wrong, I do lose my cool. I want to tell you something, that our Jesus is the Prince of Peace. When we're hit with life, all that, has, or all that should come out is Jesus. We have the greatest solution. We have the greatest gift of eternity. We've been given the greatest gift, and for us, the question life now just doesn't make sense. Hopelessness as a Christian does not make sense. It doesn't make sense. That is not the gospel. And I'm not trying to bring condemnation on people. I'm speaking truth. I, I really feel in my heart that people need to know this truth. See, you can be saved and live like hell. But when we know the truth, his, joy is, or his, his kingdom is joy, peace, and righteousness. Joy, peace, and righteousness, right? Yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure. If I could just get the team to come up, There's two things that I feel like God is doing. The first thing is, is I feel I feel like there's people in here that have never given their life to Jesus fully, and there's you've like tried to walk this thing out, and you just there's just something's not clicking. And you're like, man, I just don't know what's happening. I don't, I don't know. I feel like God is doing something in people's hearts right now and he's speaking to you personally and he's drawing on your heart and you're like man I gotta have this I gotta have this if that is you I want you to stand up there's nothing to be ashamed of thank you Jesus If that is you I want you to stand up second thing is I feel like the Lord is going to do something really powerfully and it's going to be a life changing moment a life changing encounter with the living God and if you just want more of God I also want you to stand if there's something about this message that you're like, my God, I've got to have that. I've got to have this love. I've got to receive this love.